Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Good Children. For more of this delightful podcast, find us on Patreon. Patreon. Seven Patreon. buckaroos per month. You have four extra episodes. Four episodes, video and audio. And let me tell you, I'm addicted to that app. Addicted. Joe's addicted to the app, but also for good reasons. I feel like our patrons are coming in full force. They are the most important people in my life. I'm seeing so much of your face for the first time. Isn't that crazy? I I have a chin. You have a chin. You have a jaw, Joe. You were talking about your face, I feel like, recently. And you were like, it's just not the same as it was. Well, it's not the same as it was in 2020, well, I would, I would hope so. I would hope. I realized I gained forty pounds. I think since COVID, forty. That's kind of hot, though. Oh, it's not bad, but it hit me. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's a lot of weight. Actually, more than probably like fifty. I think I'm. I, I, I think I'm about the same. Point. Um, but on the way here, I was like, whoa! I didn't realize that happened. We're kind of gainers. We're in our gainer era, but well, gaining we, followers, g- gaining weight. We, and Losing gaining money. confidence. Oh. Good children. Whoa. I just wanted to like mix it up. Yeah, you're changing things One, up. One, two, three. A good children. We something was kind of happening. Okay, one more time. One, staccato. One, two, three. Good children. I feel like in two years that will be good. Like I think that I think so too. We'll do it for old time's sake. The act- I'm almost going to start layering. Good children. Do you think that, like, if there were still ringback tones, people would make that their ringback tone? I would hope. I would. Wasn't yours? Just we will have to always talk about it. What was it again? There were a few. What do you mean? Wasn't it like Buy You a Drink? Buy You a Drink. Right, right, right. Buy You a Drink. And then it was, um,. Was it, it your ring back or your ring tone? My ring back. What was your ring tone? My ring tone was Sean Kingston. Which song? Fire pre- Burning? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Fire Burning. Sounds like you call nine. One, but yeah, is that good? Yeah. But like... <sighs> Mine was Rockstar by Nickelback. Of course. Of course. And it was literally the girls come music and the drugs come cheap. I'm, I really do miss them. I do. Nickelback? Well, what was the thing with Nickelback, though? People hated them. People loved to hate. I don't know if they, like, were problematic, but, like, it was just, like, you know, like, every couple of years you pick a new band to remember. Is it kind of like Nicolas Cage? Sure. Yeah. What about him? I just feel like people love to hate him. There was a time to troll Nicolas Cage. Remember when everyone was obsessed with Chuck Norris? Chuck. Or that shit. I never cared for it. Never. And then you got the shoes. Were those his? What do you mean? Chucks. Let's just start the podcast. Okay. You mean like Converse? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they have anything to do with Chuck Norris. You're kidding me. I think there's no correlation between Converse sneakers and Chuck Norris. But I could be wrong. But you're probably right. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Oscarella reflect on our 22 years of friendship. Growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and frequently asked questions that come along with it. Joe, is it almost 23 years of friendship? We can't keep doing this. We can't keep changing the years? We can't keep doing this. So we met... 2001 it's 22 okay we met 2001 
thought we were four. Uh, it was like right before 9-11. Was it not? It was going into kindergarten. We were already in kindergarten during 9-11. Yeah, we were summer going into kindergarten. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think that we changed it in 2020. I think we changed it at the year and not the actual anniversary. So, like, that at makes new, sense. next year, next in January, we'll say it's 23 years of friendship. Oh, I'm so sorry that I missed the anniversary. It happened. It happened. Wow. And I feel stronger for it. Happening. Yeah, me too. Today's episode, we asked our patrons to send in questions, call us, send anonymous messages, send it all for the podcast. And they did. They did. It's been a year since our last FAQ episode. It was yeah. actually September 7th, 2022. Wow. Fackets. I, I actually obsessed with with Facket. With Facket. It's Facket's 2.0, I think. Although I would say some of these questions are not frequently asked. They are just being asked for the first time. Well, I would hope people want something fresh and new. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me just get right into it. Let's do it. Did you have senior superlatives? What was yours? I think that mine was... This is from from Gerald. Gerald Lee. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you, Gerald. Um... Most likely to become president. It was me and Jasmine Rashid. Shout out to Jasmine. Trump. What? Nothing. Keep going. What'd you say? I didn't say Trump? No, I didn't say that. Just keep going. Um, most likely to become president Trump. and then best friends with John Paul Weiss. Love that. And I remember not getting most likely to become famous. And you were mad? Of course. One of the seven superlatives. Like I, I would have stolen your windshield wipers so fast. So fast. That's so messed up to say, <laughs> Joe, because that's a sore topic for me still. I was nominated for most artistic. And I remember someone saying, do you think they meant most autistic? Listen, different times. <laughs> this message, this one Whoa. is from Liz Rain. Liz Rain. Tips for how to stop the constant comparison of yourself to others and where you are in life versus them in your early to mid-20s. Listen. Brene Brown said it best. Comparison, Comparison is, is the, the thief of joy. joy. You gotta stop. Just just live. Just live. It's so easy. It but it is like really hard. Like when you see other people being successful or they're making a lot of money or you feel like you can't go out and you can't spend money or you're not feeling fulfilled in work or whatever, like it's so easy to be like, oh my life sucks. Like I'm a horrible person. Or whatever. Like, I think that with, if I'm comparing myself to Joe, I think that especially at the beginning of our careers, I was like, oh, you have it made. Like, I had you're going to be completely fine. Like, I had this, like, entry-level position where I wasn't making a lot of money at all. I kind of was like, where do I go from here? Yeah, this job is amazing, but, like, what does the trajectory of my career look like? Right. And that led me to like spiral a little bit but then when you can learn to like and i was like all over social media being like ah and you're like new ah, shoes ah, ah, vacation well, see, I guess, <laughs> i'm tiktok famous ah. and i was like oh my god this is so amazing <laughs> this is so incredible like i love boston <laughs> i'm gonna die um but yeah it was it definitely like is not easy but it's just like knowing that everything is gonna work out I don't know. It all works out. I think it is like you have to like recognize that when you when you turn, I'd say when you turn thirty, 
you're not going to look back at your 22 year old self and say i wish you were doing more no you're not going to think that from kennedy sunberg queen kennedy is a queen commenting queen if you could have a useless superpower what would it be you could teleport only from airport to airport it's a version example i'm going to pick that i would love that that's that perfect. Would... That's not useless at all. That sounds like I would love to be that superhero. A useless superpower being teleportation from airport to airport only. Wow. I'm fine with that. I would love to like snap my fingers and have like a beautifully cooked meal I would that I didn't that. need to cook. I would love that. But like, but that I felt like a connection to that I could have cooked. Okay. Do you know what I mean? All right. Like a microwave? No. <laughs> I'm like, I snap my fingers for three minutes and my food is just done. No, but like chef's quality, Michelin star, boom, let me okay. eat it. I love that. Of course it's food. Have either of you been in a toxic relationship? And if so, how did it affect your friendship or your future relationships? No. Have we? I don't know if you've been. Have you been in a toxic relationship? No, but I've been I in toxic you... friendships. Yeah, for sure. I wanted I wanted you to be able to, to... Toxic friendships. I think it's interesting, especially when it comes to toxic friendships. Like, I've definitely been in a lot of toxic friendships. But I... I'm somebody who allows myself to get swept into a dominant personality, I think. I wonder why. I wonder why. Like, I wonder why I'm, like, just, like, looking for people to tell to me, like, you. what to do and yeah. dom the fuck out of me. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that, like, especially from 18 to 25, like, I've had a few friends that, like, I got swept up in as well. But, like, I let them sweep me up. Yeah. And then I had this, like, feeling inside of me being, like, I'm not good enough in this friendship because I can't give you everything that yeah, you no want from me. Exactly. So I was like, I felt like in these friendships, I was in relationships yeah. and I've never been in that relationship the thing. before. So I was like, oh, I'm dating you and like, you don't want me to go out tonight. Like, I think that's a little bit crazy. crazy. No, I was in, and yeah, we won't mention the person, but like it would be to a point where they would be like, why are you going out tonight? Just stay in. Let's watch a movie. And it's like, like me to you. Yeah. Right. I'm like, wait. You're wait, talking about but, me. Okay. <laughs> I won't mention the person. But like I'm we like, live together. Actually, yeah, like we live together for a little bit. And like still. Um, but yeah, I think but I don't know if you felt it because a part of this question from our Queenie Kimberly Jordan was like how it affected like you. And I think like has it ever affected each our, other? Each other. No, there have been times when you've had friends though that I've and you know this. Obviously, yeah. I've been like that person sucks. Yeah, and I but think because that you I, saw it, like, well, yeah. And I think for me, on the other side, of, like, I would be like, why does Joe think that my friends suck? Because they have. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, like yeah. I just and like, but I mean, it's also subjective. It is. I know. It's also subjective. But I think that good advice for like a person in their early twenties is all those like crazy moments are also going to burn out. Like everyone gets too tired to have this drama. Like. The right people will find you. Yeah. Oh. From Lana Walker. What's the strangest thing, habit, the other does that actually irks you? In a funny way. But in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, I read that one. Huh. Do you have one ready to go? That, like, I guess it was, no. What? No, I was going to say it's the strange thing or a habit, but it's like, Joe's a commenter. Uh, Joe, yeah, lo I, Joe loves to, like, poke. And, like, he'll be like, hmm. <laughs> What are you doing here? Or you like, really I'll be love like, that bathroom. You really love that shirt. <laughs> you really love that kitchen. Or I'll be like in the kitchen, like trying to like, like you'll be in the kitchen. I want to grab a little something. You're like, hmm, funny that you're, we're both in the kitchen right now when I'm in the kitchen. Why are you here? Mm. 
<laughs> so like it's something that i've absolutely gotten used to in my entire life it irks me but I, it does make me laugh it is it is like a problem i have it is obs- <laughs> I, I like to observe and comment on what i'm observing and yeah. then sometimes i'm like joe i literally feel like i'm in a zoo and then when you do snap back it like i'm like oh yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. like he has such a good point yeah. um for you i mean <laughs> I'm scared. No, but it's I, funny. It's funny. No, there's there's a few options. It's everything that I point Lame out. Mom. It's the same. We're in the we're talking about the same exact scenario. Yeah. No, I think that I would say the number one is when you're in the bathroom for like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's usually it. Because because I'm always because it gets me thinking about what you're doing in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, like that's the problem. Suddenly, I'm like, what could he? What bodily function could be happening? He's Which been in there for so long. So funny that like my. My long ass bathroom experience becomes my becomes your spiral. Yeah, like, and like, it sucks that I'm next to that bathroom now because now I hear it. Yeah, well, it's like surround sound, surround exact. sound shitting. Because the thing is about a bathroom, like it, again, it's my sanctuary. Like right. I like to be. It's quiet. Like I'm with myself. Like I'm performing bodily functions. Like I'm like I just don't know how long releasing shit. Is my question. I'm not shitting for the entire time. Like, I'm shitting, like, here and there. Like, I will be the next Elvis Presley, but, like, I'm, like, pushing shitting. And then, like, also, like, on my phone and, like, looking at some things. And then I get caught up in that. And, and then, like, I'll stop the, like I'll stop shitting. And then, I'll, like, out of nowhere, I'm, like, peeing for a little bit. And I'm, like, hmm. I just, like, that's, that's something that really, it confuses me. It's I understand so that I'll never understand, but still I stand. It's so you good. know. Thank you. What pop culture moment in the 2000s altered your brain chemistry? Altered my brain chemistry? Lady Gaga meat dress? Yeah, that I was think, a big one. I think that for me was like the first time I saw somebody that was genuinely major. being like, fuck it, major. Yeah. And I was like, she's an icon. Yeah. And like everyone's, her name is an everyone's mouth i remember going to school the next day i'll never forget it it was so it was so good have you thought about like what's your meat dress well i know that if i was ever to do drag race yeah my meat dress would be showing like I, my entrance look would be me completely covered in blood like i'd want to walk out like everyone's like hey girls looks like there's a new diva in town and like does a death drop and i would want to walk out like I would like you scream red, or like yes quiet? no I was gonna, like <gasps> yeah. like over and over and over yes. again I'd be like hey <laughs> but like soak like soaking blood that's good but that's if I was on Drag Race if I was Whoa. like if I was a pop star whole different story if you were on Drag Race which who knows I'm not planning on it mine would be like I think it would be like the make I, I guess it's like copying her in the meat sections but like I think it would be like like the makings of an Italian like hero. Like different Italian meats, the lettuces, the like. Okay. I want to be drizzled in oil. Like Love I want to be a sub. Well, when I'm just in, I, I walk in as an Italian, Italian sub. sub. You've always been. An I've Italian always sub. been. That's not a bad drag name. Italian, Italian sub. sub. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the stage, Italian, Italian sub. Big boobs. I've been bouncing these tits lately like when i walk like it's no longer like a it's like i walk and i let them just jiggle like beyonce literally like i'm literally popping them up and down and i'm like that is so hot like 
I'm, I've, I've been saying this shit I know. to you for years. I know, for but years. Like, I, it's like you've been saying it for years, Joe. Sometimes you say things to me, and I'm like, you're like, he's lying. He's lying. He's but sabotaging like, me. Yeah, actually, like he's like, your boobs are so not whatever. No, you never said. That. You have said that though. What? My boobs. You like I've my told boobs. you. I've told you to breathe out. I've told you to show off your chest. I've told you so many times. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm bouncing. But big boobs, yes. Big boobs. You know what that's from? Big boobs. What? Oh, God. You're not going to let me know. Like, this is the it's thing. Nikki, too. It's Nikki. Like... It's Nicki Minaj on Instagram oh. Live. So it says, oh, big boobs. Do you know Sasha? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I should have a finance podcast. I wouldn't be able to do that either. <laughs> we have Della Wheeler asking us. I'd love to hear more about both of your career journeys. Okay, Della. I mean, talk about an interview. You know, this is Della Muscarella. Della Muscarella. Della Wheeler Muscarella. <laughs> my firstborn daughter is Ella, and my secondborn is going to be Della. Della. <laughs> Ella and Della. Yeah, then Stella. And Stella. I could see you having triplets named Ella, Della, and Stella. Della. Yeah. And they would just be demons. I, I mean, like, my kids are going to be demons regardless. Yeah. And we know that. Talk us through your career journey. It's There's a lot. <sighs> there is so much. There is so much. So we've talked about this, but for those of you who don't remember, I was a finance major. So I started my career <sighs> off thinking I was going to be an investment banker. Can you, and I've said this before, but can yeah. you imagine you are a rich person who needs someone to invest their money in like stocks. Is that what the investment bankers do? Yeah, I would assume. And they, and the person you meet with is Andrew and he is like, you are going to absolutely <laughs> love this stock. Option. I'm like, you're going to be obsessed with Stanley black and Decker. And let me tell you why their tools are amazing. And the stock's only going up from here. Little bit of risk, high reward. You know, the deal. And they're like, no. But the thing is about investment bankers, it's like sometimes I would like feel slutty in a suit. Like, I well, just... that's the thing. I think mm -hmm. we should start wearing suits every episode, right? Because I think it, I just want to be horny like that. Because if you lived the life of an investment banker, but wasn't an, like you weren't an investment banker, so like you that's just kind wore of like... a suit. There are yeah. other jobs where you get to wear suits. Okay, but like, okay, that's fine. But anyways, so I was an investment banker, um, or like on track for finance, um. In school, was doing all of the investing $500,000 $500, of the school's endowment. And then my internships in school were um, at the U.S. Capitol on the Financial Services Committee. Um, and then also at the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I mean, talk about a, f a failure. On the trading floor. You really were set up I'm, for success if I, you're doing a podcast. I literally, I was recently mentioning this to somebody. They were like, oh, like, what did you go to school for? I was like, oh, finance. And then they were like, oh, that's really interesting and i was like yeah so like they were like what were your internships and i told them they were like what do you mean though right what do you because mean though? those were like what actually really mean, incredible, incredible internships. internships and you landed at gay podcaster i landed at gay podcaster who's still thinking about whether he should get the ten dollar lunch yeah no but i'm good with my finances there's no such thing as free lunch and that is the main principle in finance, I know, Joe, I know. in economics. Because I was a business major for a semester, That's for a, a year. I love that. I really do. I was in um, the Zarb School of Business. Zarbs. I was a Selinger. Wow. Zarb and Selinger. Like, probably. Welcome to Zarb and Selinger. 
I can't they're imagine. I can't imagine they were good people. people. No, I can't imagine either of those men were good for the the planet. Absolutely not. No, because um, Hofstra's school of business used to be the Madoff school of business. Bernie, Bernie Madoff went to Hofstra. Well, you would think that's never it's my future. <laughs> yeah, I'm this generation's Bernie, Bernie Madoff. But yeah, then my career career journey took me to almost doing the Disney College program because right. I actually was having a mental breakdown about the fact that I would need to be an investment banker and I wanted to make a lot of money and that was the only so you said sole purpose. I would like to become a shallow water lifeguard and make fourteen dollars <sighs> a month and um, at Disney. <laughs> Because I wanted some sort of fun in my life. I felt like there would be community, I would have fun, and I would feel a little bit of the pixie dust all up but on my body. But you're not even a Disney person. Like, that's what's insane about the fact that you did that. Like, you don't even, like, you don't, like, and then... No, you're, I, I you know actually you're me. detest, like, the Disney parks. Like, that's not something you like at all. So when you were like, I'm going to do DCP, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, why? Because, like... Avoidance. Avoidance, but I'm somebody who's, like, willing to give something a shot. Like, yeah, I think that I would have left loving Disney. No, the DCP kids don't. The kids who are obsessed with Disney don't leave loving Disney. The ones who... The, the reason that you do the Disney College program is because you have been so brainwashed by Disney that you believe that sta- spending, like, uh, six months there is going to make your life better. I just needed to, like, lose sight of who I was. I needed to, like... I needed to lose me to love me. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like at that point in my life, I was, like losing sight of what I wanted and who I was. And, like, I needed to find love for myself and for my, my trajectory of my and career. Have you found it? Well, well, this is well, this is my career. Yeah, from Disney College program, I didn't do it. And then I decided to move to Boston, start a new life, and start it over. over. Augustana. And I started at EF Educational Tours. And I was slinging those calls, calling middle-aged women in the middle of Ohio and selling them on trips to Paris, Costa Rica, wherever they wanted to go wherever they wanted to go. And I'll tell you one thing about EF. The way that they got me is the way that they pitched the job saying, pack your bags and pack your passport. I didn't go on a trip for the first year and a half. They had me behind that I remember phone. You, you were really, you called it your dream job, which was interesting to me because I hadn't mm. heard about it prior. Yes, I definitely did use the word dream. DJ, yeah. These I was DJing. Um, the reason I think it was my dream job at the time was because I could. It was a job. Because <laughs> it was a job and I, I got one. And I didn't have a jo- I did not have, have to justify to my family that, like, I didn't want to work a corporate job. Right. Like, I had a corporate job. It still didn't feel super corporate right. because it was like beer in the lobby. Yeah. I was, like, doing spin classes at lunch and, like, so on and so forth. Right. And then from there, I quit. And I became a full-time fitness instructor. Full-time? For a second, would oh, you yeah, say? yeah, you were full-time for a second. I went to F45 and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm selling travel during a pandemic. And yeah, that was I, classic. And Andrew, there would be times where, like, you would just be like, fuck! And you'd be like, the, the, the entire group is in, like, Spain right yep. now. And I forgot that they need to get their COVID shots before they get back. Like, it was the scariest time of it my was... life. Like, you'd be having mental breakdowns over, like, 45 high schoolers who were stranded in Europe. And it was your responsibility. It was, my, it was like, I burst. Like, I felt like a... Well, it was your job. It was my job. And can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing the news and it's saying 
we have a national shutdown because of COVID-19 and you know you have two groups in Paris. What are you going to do? I couldn't sleep at night. I felt like I needed to go. Like I, I, it was insane. I was dealing with too much stress and I was like, this is my first job ever. Why am I experiencing this stress? Yeah. Realizing that jobs going forward, you still experience stress, but it doesn't need to be to that magnitude. No, once a job is ruining your life, you got to quit. You got to quit. And you told me that. I love to quit. You love to quit. Then I went into fitness and then now I'm here, a full-time, full-time podcaster. And I also work at Session in Williamsburg. Joe, let me hear about your career. I'll make it brief. So <laughs> I also, I was a business major for a year got out of that i always knew i was i always had since i was in high school i was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna make i'm gonna make something of myself i'm gonna make a name for myself um i did not believe that that would happen with a college degree i had no interest in a college degree nevertheless i went to college big biggest mistake of my life going to college i would do if i can go back in time i would have i would immediately i would tell my 17 year old self don't go to college focus on the internet Focus online. Oh, I didn't yeah. learn a single thing in college, and I stand by that. Maybe, maybe the fact that I got a journalism degree helps with a podcast. It helps, yeah. like, interviewing and that. Um, but aside from that, it was a waste of my time. I hated every second of it. I didn't learn a single thing. I did intern at the – I think my first internship was the Emmys. Yeah, that's insane. That was interesting. I felt very cool. That's when I, like – I remember just eating a kind bar every single day. I don't know what it is about you. It's like, I'm just obsessed with you because yeah. I, I really like any job that you had, any internship that you had was like the first word out of my mouth. <laughs> I was able to, I was able to secure some like cool titles, yeah. places and the Emmys. I mean, what I just did was I sat and watched international television all day and like logged it and subtitled it from the Emmys. I think I was interning at Newsday, which mm-hmm. was my first full-time job out of college and I remember when I got that job, I was just so sick. I remember sobbing, sobbing, saying yes to it. Not because I didn't want it, but because I was like, this is not what I wanted for my life. Like, I was, like, so afraid that... You were going to stay on Long Island. For yeah. And, like, that was my... My whole goal was to move out of Long Island. And I was so... I remember, like, I in my creative writing class, like, I had... I wrote... Like, we had to, like, write our worst fear, like, um, epitaph on mm-hmm. tombstones and yeah. creative writing. And mine was, like... Born and died like Long Island, New York. That was my biggest fear. Was never leaving Long Island. Um, the drama of that also is just so good. The drama. Um, I do remember when you took that job. I was like, I can't. I know. It I was can't scary. See it because you also didn't drive. So I was like, I was oh, getting driven to work for my mom. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I was like, this is where it ends for Joey. Yes. I'm living my life. <laughs> um. But I did that. I graduated early, took that job, and by the time that you guys graduated, I was already at BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. So it ha- I, I had they, they created a role for me at Newsday. This happens a lot. They created a role for me, and I immediately quit. So Stop. within three within three months of starting that job, after interning there, I quit and moved on to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed was my actual dream job that yeah. I was applying to throughout college like begging to be it was like when buzzfeed was cool buzzfeed was no longer cool at this point but it was still like if you if you were there you know like the era of buzzfeed videos like the top down like tasty videos like it was the the bright backgrounds that the employee like the workers like tasting different foods like that's all i wanted was to like be in a buzzfeed video that was my dream they had a the buzzfeed like the grip had such a grip on this society and it was crazy it was crazy like i was 
only watching tasty videos. Yes. Like if I was making a recipe, I was only looking at tasty recipe videos. I would only watch BuzzFeed videos in general, like Unsolved, yeah. like the Try Guys. Mm. All of that was like my my culture. And then I got there and I leaned in. And I was not I was doing like parenting content, which is so funny. I know so much about placentas. You being like, I have to do a video on like castle playground. Yes. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um I was doing parenting content with it was like me and Francesco, my like first gay friend, and we were like the most chaotic, evil, nasty gays in the world. And we were like this mom just made art using her child's first, like, haircut. Like, love this. With, like, pretty music behind it. And then we would, like, be like, I want to fucking kill myself. I hate my fucking life. <laughs> and they're like, good job, Joe. Got a million views. I'm like, thanks. Better next time. You're like, <laughs> um, My next job after BuzzFeed is when I was Carly Kloss's YouTube video editor, which was a really transformative time in my life. A really, such a unique um, experience, like in so many ways. I will say again, when I found out you got that job, I was like, "Crazy, that's amazing, insane." And then, like a few months into it, and again, this is just my experience with your workplace. This is nothing against. I if I thought I lost Joe to Newsday, you lost. I thought I lost me. you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really easy to get swept up in it. It was, yeah. I mean, the opportunities afforded to me at that job were insane. Like, my first day of work was the Met Gala. Yeah. That was crazy. Because that your whole life has been, like, again, Leading you wanted to, to be famous. You wanted celebrity. Yeah. Like, and you are now in the circle. Yes. Well, yeah, in... Arms I'm, distance from Arms these, distance from yeah. the circle. You know, I'm the yeah. lowest on the totem pole yeah. of this place. But it was great, like the like being at the like being. I wasn't at the Met Gala, but I was yeah. like at the Mark Hotel. Yeah, seeing all of this shit around me, like seeing celebrities in the hallways, like all of this shit I dreamed about my entire life. Like I remember leaving that day, and like walking down the street, and the feeling I felt was I'll never do that for the first time again. I was yeah. like I experienced something for the first time, and no matter what happens now, like it's I it happened like I can't I can't have that first time ever again it was you like no longer have to lie about these these I never I no longer have to lie about going to the Oscars yeah hi everyone it is midnight I am in my room at the Mark Hotel before the Met Gala I have been working for 12 oh no for 14 hours um thankfully I will be going to sleep before waking up at 7 a.m to get this video out i yep so while working with carly is when my first tiktoks went viral and i started to be like oh there's a world where i could do this for myself mm. so i started working with more clients under the carly umbrella i started working with ashley graham who became like a very close confidant at that time truly inspired me in so many ways i was gonna say i feel like she's she was like a huge role model for you in so many in ways so many that ways. like even like body or like putting yeah. yourself out there or whatever like you needed her at that moment she was the only the, only, the first person i told about like getting a manager and like writing yeah. a screenplay i was like i can't tell anyone else this but i want to tell you yeah and she gave me like advice that i stuck to like it was very like it was so important at that time 
And then it just became like my time to go. Like yeah. I was like, I don't think I can do. I like I my friends were freelance. I was like, I think I could go freelance. We had moved. I think that once I moved into New York and I knew that like I could sustain my life on like money. I had money to pay rent. I was mm. like, I could go freelance and see how this works. Yeah. And I went freelance, and the rest is kind of history. I've worked for a few different companies, a few different people. I've done a few different jobs. Um, and and now we're here. Now we're the, here, and this is the only thing I do. Yeah, the fact that you're 27 years old and have had – obviously, freelance is different because you can take, like, different roles. But you've had, like, 15 roles. I had a lot in, like, the first – like, before I was 25. Yeah. <laughs> you were, like – you were, like – Six years into work at 21. Well, that's the hack. And I've said it before in this podcast. You got to lie. I Everyone I at, at Classy, they thought I was much older until I revealed that I was like 24. Because you didn't put – what was it? You didn't put, don't your, put your years. Don't put your graduation dates on your resume ever. They like You don't, you don't need to. Just leave it off. You didn't need to go to you, – did you need to go to school? No. no. But you already – like you didn't need to learn the internet. You already knew yeah. the internet. So it was like – I really do believe I should have went to school for the internet. Yeah. I just need a typing class. You just need to learn how to use all I your fingers. I just need to learn how to use. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to pull up some messages. Hey, besties. It's Maddie and Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hey, besties. Um, we were just wondering who is in your dream blunt rotation. Minimum five people each. Thank you. Bye. Maddie, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so Sarah. Down to Maddie saying minimum five people each. There's minimum rules. five people each. Sarah, say hi. Hi, hi besties. <laughs> it is really, yeah. It is. Um, I, ho- I I actually would love to know if that, if that's who they identify well, with. Well, no matter what, we're telling them we're telling that's the them. truth, even if it's the opposite. Mario Cantone. What the hell? <laughs> Out of the gate? Yeah, I was really I've, I've been on my Mario Cantone kick. He's been coming up on my um, I don't know why he's coming up on like my sponsored reels or whatever. He's but posting to reels, he's posting to reels, or he's like sp- like doing brand partnerships. Oh, but like sense. every single time he speaks, I'm crying like, laughing. Me. And if I'm high, like I can't even imagine what it would be like. Yeah, Mario Cantone. I think we might share this one, but Lord only for like I want her to actually like. I think Lord would freak you the fuck out. She would, but I think I need, need that. that. But think, I'm going to think about it in the context of all the five people that are going to be Yeah. Because okay. Mario is also going to be like, the <laughs> fuck? Well, who is she? Lord, Ina Garden, Raven Simone, and Selena Gomez. You, Those are fucking cop-outs by the end. Selena Gomez? You want to smoke a joint with Selena Gomez? That sounds like a nightmare. She, I'm sorry. She's not going to cook me a meal? No! I would say... Beyonce Knowles. Love that. I think that would be one of the craziest experiences of our anyone's life. What is she like? Can you like, imagine? Beyonce Knowles, Britney Spears, Taylor Swift. Stephanie Germanata? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I love her, but I would never want to be high in the same room as Lady Gaga. No, Emma Chamberlain. Yeah, she's good. And Brenda Song. Brenda Song, <laughs> bring her, her back. Brenda Song, that would be. I actually would love to be with Brenda Song. Brenda Song, Anna Kendrick. Stop. <laughs> we have a message from Danny. Hi boys, it's Danny. Um, Danny, hope all is well with both of you. Um, whenever you get this, I'm calling right now from the inside of my car. Um because I didn't want my family to hear me <laughs> leaving a voicemail at 
nine o'clock at night. <laughs> he um, went out to his car. If I'm schizophrenic. No, he's um, so mean. But my question for today is, how do I, uh, I guess, get over um, a lot of anxiety in life and kind of, well, that's such, oh, God, that's so broad. Why did I say that? Um, Danny, there it but, is. But, you know, like, I hold myself back so much because I overthink and I put such, like, a a weird emphasis, I guess, like, this high importance on everything being perfect. Or not being perfect, but going perfectly. Particularly um, with friends and relationships and going out to the bar and, like, meeting guys and that whole type of thing. It's just everything has to be right. Everything has to be perfect. I have to look good. I have to be this way. Things just have to be right. Um and I guess I struggle with getting in my head a lot and, I guess, overanalyzing people's, you know, little reactions here and there or, you know, what do they mean by when they said this thing in this specific way in their inflection? Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I just kind of – I guess I struggle with that a lot. And I know that you guys have talked about it You're you know, like, it's been mentioned a few times, and I'm just curious as to, like, what your take would be on that, because I know, you know, we're always evolving and changing, but it's definitely something that I struggle with and I want to get better with, um, and, you know, I just wanted to say thank you so much, and I know I've said it so many times, um, but thank you, thank you so much, uh, this has really been, like, a really big source of joy for me. So I really appreciate you, too. Um, yeah. Thank you. Hope to see you guys soon. Love y'all. Um, bye. <laughs> Danny. Danny. What I think is really special about the voicemails, specifically, obviously, is, like, hearing people. We know Danny, but, like... Every time we meet Danny, I was just thinking we only ever meet Danny in high adrenaline scenarios. High adrenaline situations, like where we just came off of a show, or like we saw him at an event, or whatever. And you never can get deep with yeah. listeners like this. And like, I think allowing this space is it's really special. Yeah, Danny is a true. Danny's up there as an A list listener. Yes, um, has met my mom. Yep, has <laughs> traveled to multiple different destinations yeah. to see us perform. I think that what you're speaking to in this is like the root of the podcast yeah do you think it's conscious i feel like i've slowly slowly it's happened without me trying i agree i don't think i think that like we're obviously inherently like more anxious people and we're we're always thinking always thinking but like even in the situations and like i think that would you say that you're a perfectionist yeah yeah same and yeah. like I think that again, obviously, if you know that you're not you're not going to be good at something or it's not going to be perfect or it's not going to go right, like you're going to stop yourself from doing. Yeah, it. it's also like for gay men, for gay people, I guess. But like the Velvet Rage is like a book that talks about this, where it's like it talks about like basically like a children complex, where it's like because you're gay, you have to be perfect at everything else. Like you mm-hmm. need to just be like this overachiever, perfect person because mm-hmm. you have to like make up for the fact that you're gay, quote unquote. Like 
I think that that's a struggle that a lot of gay people live with. And I think mm. a lot. I mean, I I can only assume also if you're a woman, you're born into this world. Even if you're a straight man, actually, yeah. you still feel this need to like compensate for something because of yeah. like the pressures that are put on everyone. Yeah. I think I remember struggling a lot with that particular feeling though of like whenever I'm talking to people, I'm like in my head thinking about what they're thinking about and like trying to read their minds and trying to make sure that they like me and that I mm-hmm. like that. Like, and I don't know what shit I honestly like hate to say it, but I kind of think shrooms really changed it yeah. for me. No, I, I kind of think that was the moment. Yeah. It was like a big enough ego death where I was like, this doesn't matter. It opens your mind to like so many different avenues. It's also like, you can't spend your life and we still experience, I still experience it. I'm just experiencing it in like lower doses at this point. But like when you are in conversation with people being like, Oh, they think I'm weird. Or I've given, I experience with like text, right? Like I'll text it back and I'm like, Oh, that was really weird. Like I shouldn't have said that. I think that I, I think you might always hear those thoughts in your head, but I think it's a matter of managing them. Like I think that like, and again, we talk, I talked, this was also mentioned on the next Patreon, like, the, when I'm in a situation now, I'm like, I'm in control of if I, I get to decide if I just, if this interaction is good. Mm. Because if I walk away and say, I enjoyed that, I really don't care if the other person, I don't care if the other person thinks I'm like a freak who can't hold a conversation, yeah. who can't be normal. Like, as long as I'm in my body maintaining a calmness and maintaining like, literally whatever yeah. i want to get something out of this situation that's positive yeah i don't really it's like you hear those matter. thoughts you're still like oh i wonder if they think i'm weird but you're like i don't i it doesn't matter if they do like, it does oh, not matter if, if they, they think do. i'm weird i am weird yeah like, it, you it, that's away. also part of it yeah. yeah the weird the weirdest most socially awkward anxious strange people are the people who i think are the coolest i think that they're one, they're the ones that like especially if you're doing what we do or in, in life any in creative general, field. like any creative field or whatever, or like are the ones that make it. Yeah, I think that that's that's the biggest lesson. I'm starving. 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 Okay, today I'm not touching those pretzels. Why? Because it's gonna give you acid reflux. No, because it's gonna make my breath taste like onions for two weeks. No matter how hard I brush. But Joe, they're so okay. We don't have to eat them today. I got the honey mustard onion pieces. They are so good, but they literally last on your in your mouth for days upon days. They're so good. Okay, well, I'm not going to open the bag then. I'll just keep them. But the other thing. The other thing, I recently was, I was just in New Orleans this weekend, and I went to the New Orleans School of Cooking to watch a cooking demonstration. My queen was... Harriet, she was co- she was about seventy five years old. She was cooking and she made these pralines, and I was like, I gotta bring these back for Joe. So I got a box, even though we're not gonna finish a box. But you know what a, What's praline? a praline? So a praline, it's like it's like brown, it's brown sugar. There's like maybe some molasses. There's pecans, and it's just like a little, a little brittle almost. Okay, but this one was just felt different than the other ones I had this week. Okay, wow, it's from the New Orleans School of Cooking. Yep. A Creole confection. Yep. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh my, my god. god. It almost smells like when you walk into a really good ice cream shop. That's exactly what it felt like. Because it's like soft and it melts. Oh, shut the fuck out. It's not too sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's like only sugar. 
But the other ones that I have were like a little chewy. This one just like is perfect. The people in the South know how to do it, right? They're not afraid of sugar. They're not afraid of batter, butter, frying things. And taking loads. And taking loads. And we'll leave it there. Come to the Patreon to find out more about that. Wow. That was a fun little chatty episode. Who knew where the directions it was going to go? I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Yeah, it was different. I kind of love getting questions and going from there. Yeah. Oh. And just like that. And just like that. Big was dead. We'll see you next week for an all-new episode. But until then, you know exactly where to find us. We're across all social media platforms at Good, Good Children, Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges and on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella on TikTok at Andrew underscore Muskie. Don't, Don't forget to do your homework. What? Don't forget to do your homework. Don't forget to do your homework. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, five stars. Spread the good word. Spread the good word. We have so many exciting things that we cannot wait to share with you. <laughs> like, we're like, like, like no, I was crying so yesterday. Crazy. I was crying, 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 crying. It's insane what's coming up. It's insane. And I think it's going to change the course of all of, history. of our lives. Yeah, everyone as a group. So in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll withhold that information. But when the time is right... We'll release it. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my best friend's brother is the one for me. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a punk rock drummer and he's six foot three.